if you're as excited as I am, please stand to your feet. Put your hands together. Help me welcome our pastor, sister, Dr. Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah, welcome to the last day of our camp. You see, <laughs> this is this is what is this is what is so funny about a camp, you know. When when it's time to come to camp and you are asked, will you come? And then you are fussing. And if I go, when you come, no, it's one, two, it's over. Turn to your neighbor and said, all your yeah, 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 I don't want to get my My mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my sister, my head, my legs, my my my, my pastor, my teacher. My... Oh. Ask your neighbor well. Ask your neighbor. Neighbor, were you one of those? Were you one of those who was causing trouble? Or did you come peaceably? Hallelujah. Just lift up your two hands and begin to thank the Lord for how far he has brought us thank him for the day the days we have had here I've told you that you must always have a thankful spirit and we are so grateful to find ourselves where we are it was not like this with us some time ago lift up your hands and thank him thank him if you are an usher, you can add that thank you, Lord. I didn't have to carry chairs this time. If you are an instrumentalist, thank him that, oh, I didn't have to carry my drums this time. Or you carried your drum. You didn't carry your drum. You carried your piano. You carried. You just want to thank God. Thank him that he has prepared a table before us that has been so marvelous to us. Oh my goodness. And thank him most of all for his own self and his presence. His presence in his way. His presence in all that has been taught. Oh, I can't hear you. I know that you have prayed this morning and you have worshipped, but... We cannot worship say we have worshipped too much. Thank you. Oh, thank him. Thank him for his blessing and his faithfulness towards us. What a great faithful God have I just for a minute or two. Thank you. What a faithful God. What a faithful God have I. Faithful in every. Come on, Leonard, if you don't know it. What a faithful God have I. Yes, Lord. God, he's a faithful God. What a faithful God have I. 
before your throne of grace. Lord, I stand before your throne of grace. I find rest in your presence and fullness of joy. In worship and wonder I behold your face. Take it one more time. Lord, I stand before your throne of grace. Lord, I stand before your throne of grace. I find rest in your presence and fullness of joy. In Thank you for your presence this morning, Lord, as we come before your word. We're grateful that you have brought us thus far. Thank you that you have watched over us and helped us. Thank you that you've touched us, you've spoken to us. Thank you that you've delivered us from foolishness. You've delivered us from the ways of the, and the wiles of the enemy. We are grateful. And as we start today's teaching session, Lord, let our ears be open. Let our hearts be soft. And may we incline our ears to your sayings. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you glad you came for this camp? Now, if you are here for this camp, never again create a fuss over a camp. It's one of the greatest things that God has for you in your life. Amen? And when you stand up against it and you fight it and you try to say you don't have time, actually, it's your own progress you are fighting. 
No, it's true. It's your own spiritual life, your own progress as a Christian, your own opportunities, your own... That's what you are fighting, your own self. Are you there? But you don't see it like that because the devil never comes out to say, hey, I'm the devil, here I am. He doesn't do that. That's why the Bible talks about the wiles of the devil. That's his, his, his ways, his wiles, his... I don't even know what word to find again. His tricks. Not even so much his methods as his tricks. What he really has are tricks. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. He makes you think about things in a way that's not true. Uh-huh. Then you also go along with that. Are you there? You see, one of his favorite tricks, for instance, is to tell you that nobody loves you. How many of you have ever heard such a thing or had such a thought before? Yeah. You see? And then he will center down on some one, one or, yeah, some small issue. Some one or two tiny issues. And then it's like because of those issues, it's like nobody likes you. Leaving the 500,000 other evidences that you are loved and you are liked and you are wanted and you are needed. Are you there? And then you also be following, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms. <laughs> are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, so, so it is his wiles. That's why the Bible says that he, he gives us the shield of faith against the arrows. Many times the arrows are arrows of deception. Arrows that make you think in a certain way. See something in a certain way. Yeah. Are you there? So from today. From today. Believe the camps. Believe the camps. Some of you who are leaders, you would have found out that if you had done a mini camp with your people, you would have covered a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. You are there. My people are some way. My people are some way. You have not taken them aside to teach them. Yeah, that's all. You have not taken them aside. Me, I told you that when I joined this ministry, when I started, even shepherd's meeting, I had not done one. Yeah, so I grew up just watching what my father is doing and doing some. I had J church camps. I had I church camps. I know I had K church camps. The only people I didn't take to camp were the, 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 the babies, you know those little ones uh-huh. they were the only ones but anybody who could walk you can walk you can talk, we'll go on a camp then at a point we'll separate all the little ones, go and sleep then we'll be there 8 year olds, 9 year olds 10 year olds, oh yeah ah. these same 10 year olds, when you leave them 8 year olds, you don't know that some of them have uh, already gone you don't know that the devil has caught some already Ah, how old were you the first time you looked at pornography? Some of you, you were so young that you didn't even know what you were seeing. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. So I was like, no. Hey. I said, I've seen my father doing camp. Okay, this is how he does it with the adults. Okay, the children too, we are doing some. Yeah. But you are there. You are a person who has been asked to do this, do that, do that, and you have people under you, and you have not marshaled them to a place to have a camp. You are looking at me. I'm also looking at you. Yeah. You see, it's a false humility. 
It's like, oh, her father dance camps. Who am I to? Who are you? Who are you to do a camp? <laughs> we do what we see our father do. Yeah. We do. So I don't know who you are copying or what you are seeing. I said, I grew up. When I grew up, I saw that when my father wants to teach us, he gathers us in a camp. He will just take us aside for a few days. Say, okay. We have taken aside. We'll go to some small place in the town and we'll have a good time there. Yeah. I was somewhere. I met a young lady. She, I, I remember her in the camps. J Church Camp. Uh, what? Y Church Camp. And I hadn't seen her for some years. Then our father called us to a camp. This was when first love was. And I heard somebody shouting, Mommy, Mommy. When I turned, there was this young lady. And she came and she hugged me. Hey. Then she said, do you remember something? I said, oh, like what? She said, do you remember that you laid your hands on me and you told me that I will be a lawyer? She said, do you remember this church? We went to J Church camp here. I said, ah. Then she said, do you remember that at this white church camp? Then she said, I've just started law school. I'm at Makola. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. She remembered, oh, maybe I finished my camp and I've moved on, you see. So if you won't gather your people and take them somewhere, and please, if you are here, when they are gathering you, allow yourself to be gathered. Yeah. Let's go. There's always a place. I mean, there's always a place that doesn't cost much that you can step aside Friday afternoon, the whole of Saturday, and you come from there to church on Sunday. Or if you are saying that my church, dear, please, if we don't go and do outreach and visitation, it won't work. Then go on Thursday night. Spend the whole of Friday. Saturday, midday, you are back. You will see that wisdom and nyansan will begin to come. Yeah. Don't complain again about anybody. Rather say, eh, if my people are like this, I have not taught them. I have not. You notice that over here, I'll stop and I'll address another issue. It's all part of the teaching. How to sit properly. Eh? You see, when you are somebody in a profession that is not used to thinking, when you sit, <laughs> it's not every profession that you use your mind in a certain way. So you see that as soon as you sit down, you are sleeping. And it's because you have not trained your mind to concentrate and think. But when your attention is drawn to it, you will begin to try. You will begin to try. You will stop sitting there. Please ask your neighbor, are you the one who when you sit down, <laughs> sitting down and the closure of the eyes are related? Yeah. But you see that the ability to sit down, the ability to concentrate, the ability to take notes, the ability to, to, to just even flow with other people who are not your friends, the ability to pick up your rubbish after you, the ability to have a shower every day. <laughs> all these are extra, all these are additional things that come. Yeah. Because some people you don't bat every day. It is, a, it is a fact of life and a reality. And it's not because you don't have water. Oh, ho, ho. Hallelujah. And so throughout this camp, 
we've been talking about things that are master keys for your life and for your ministry. Are you here? And we're going to continue in that same vein again. I told you yesterday, go back and find your copy of Mega Church. If you don't have one, you better contact Seth before we leave here. Elder Seth, before we leave here, so that you get a copy or have a copy sent to you. Because me, I'm going to pray through the book. I don't know what you are going to do. That one is your business. Amen. And so this morning, we are also going to be talking about measuring. 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 Yeah, measuring. Our book says how to measure church growth. But remember that I told you that this book, every chapter is for church and everything. So even how to measure progress in your life. Uh-huh. How to measure. You see, is it even important? It's very important. Let's, let's look at a couple of things. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You see, there's a measurement right there. It's not the reason why I picked this verse, but there's a measurement right there. The measure is that if you are somebody who believes, then you continue and you continue in his word then you are his disciples. So as you are here, measure yourself and see whether you have been continuing in his word or you have just been doing word now and then or you are just a lover of miracles and not word. Yeah, because some of, some of you, as you are here, you, are, you can't believe that it's only word we have been doing. <laughs> you feel that by this time we should have done something else. But it's because you have not understood something. Yeah. And he says that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So it's very simple. You can measure yourself here whether you are a disciple or not. A disciple of Jesus Christ or not. It's a clear measurement. But usually, if you're an Africanian, you read it and pass. But it's a measure right there to assess yourself. Hey! Please tell your neighbor, I'm assessing myself. I don't know about you, but me, I'm assessing myself. Yeah, if you continue in my word. So it's not just if you start and you are excited about one sermon, but if you continue. If you continue. The sign of being a disciple. One of the signs is that you continue in the word. So even how you love the word or like the word is a very clear something. So when the word is tiresome to you, I've said this before in this camp, when it's tiresome to you, it's an indication of something else. Let's continue. It's not the main reason why I picked this scripture. It was because of verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's why I picked this scripture, because it's teaching us something. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth is one of the things that's very scarce in African nations. I don't know about the rest of the world. That's their business. But at least in our nation, truth is very scarce. We have a lot of pseudos. A lot of pseudos. Recently, we have been bombarded by a lot of articles telling us that our nation has the fattest growing economy, telling us that, uh, what, according to this indices and that indices, we are doing well, according to this and this and this and this, that and that. But there is somebody in this very government who some years ago gave an assessment of the then government and told us that when you have all these indices and this and this and this and this, forget it. The best indicator of whether we are doing well or not is the exchange rate. The best 
sins in the government today, but he has forgotten what he said. He has forgotten. If we were a people given to truth, then go and look at the exchange rate. And when you have looked at the exchange rate, tell us whether. You see, as soon as I started talking, no some of you started to get emotional. I, 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 don't bring your emotions inside. Use your head for once. For once. Yeah. Because this is not a matter of which end you voted for or didn't vote for. This is an issue of, it's an issue of figures. You told us the truth that for us to know whether we are doing well as an economy, no? Let us look at that exchange rate. Is it more cities to the dollar or less? Are prices going down or they are going up? Simple indices. So please, all this word salad, uh, what, according to the GNP, according to this, this, fastest, when you say fastest growing economy, the fastest growing person in this child, in this church, is a certain baby who was walking around. That's the fastest growth. But it's a baby. That's why I can't compare to you who's walking. So when you say fastest growing, it's so relative. Fastest growing, but it doesn't mean that that baby is the strongest. It doesn't mean that that baby understands anything that's going on in this camp. It doesn't mean that that baby can win a single soul more, but it's the fastest growing person in this room. Because the growth rate of a baby, uh, please, medical people here, what I am saying, is it true or is it not true? Do they not double their weight within some three months? Who here doubles your weight? If you double your weight in three months, you are not well. It's a medical emergency. But this baby, we will be weighing the baby and making sure that the weight is being doubled within three months. So the fact that you are the fastest growing age, I mean, please, it is not what is we are looking at. I'm talking about truth. And I'm using this example because it's an example we all know. That we can understand. Are you here? Yeah. And so Jesus gave us a certain key. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And many times that truth, you will see it and know it by a measuring. Are you there? By a measuring. Otherwise, you can't easily know the truth. Somebody can come into this meeting and stand here and say, depending on their background, they'll stand and say, hey, the camp, only a few people came to the camp. <laughs> you can also come and say, a lot of people have come. Listen, the truth is in the, let us number it. One, two, three, four, 20, 40, 60. Then we'll know this. It's not an about approach. No, it's a fixed figure. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. That is the truth. And that's why I'm saying that many times, a truth is often related to a certain measurement. To something that you can see and hold and measure. Wow. Are you in the church? Very interesting scripture. Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. For because of those of you who don't go to Sunday school, we're going to read a lot of scripture this morning. Joshua 7, I'm reading from verse 1. From verse 2. 
And Joshua sent men. Remember that the whole book of Joshua, we are trying to get into the promised land. Is that okay? Remember that. So everything is related to victories and wars and how we've managed to take some land and another piece of land and all that. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven on the east side of Bethel, and spoke unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. If you don't understand the King James English. They went to look and they came back and said, That town called Ai, there are not a lot of people there. Do you get it? So don't get all the warriors to go there and get tired. Just take two or three thousand. Have you seen that they can count? Take two or three people, thousand people, and send them there. So there went up further of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate, even unto Shebarim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord, unto the evening tide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. You see, up until this point, every word that they had done, they had won it, hands down. So they didn't expect a problem. And as they went, sent the 3,000 people, 36 of them died. The rest, they chased them like dogs with their tail between their legs running down. Are you there? And so, Joshua and his people, they fell before the Lord, the elders, Lord, what has happened? Why? Then the Lord said something to them. <laughs> Verse 11. Israel have sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. For they have taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and dissembled also, and they have put it among their own staff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, up the people, and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. Are you there? Hey, I said, are you there? Good. Anyway, the story goes on that after this word from the Lord, because he said, you see, they had specific instructions. When you go to the place and you go and um, um, get the land and so forth, don't take the people's belongings, nothing. Just burn everything. Just burn everything. Now, there was a guy there who we are about to meet. Mm. Verse 19. In fact, let us start from verse 16. Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. They brought them by what? Their tribes. We have brought them campus by campus. <laughs> and the tribe of Judah was taken. So when we brought them by the campuses, then one was picked. Are you there? The tribe of Judah was taken. So he brought the family of Judah and he took the families one by one 
man by man. Are you there? And then by center after no center after center. <laughs> and then the center of Zabdi was taken. Then he brought the center of uh, whatever Zabdi there, and they now were walking household by household, by center by by center. <laughs> and the household of Achan was taken. Are you there? And so Joshua said in verse 19 to Achan, my son, <laughs> I give glory to God and make confession to him. And tell me what you have done. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. This and this is what I did. When I saw the spoils, a nice Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent, and behold, it was hidden in his tent, and the silver under it. Hey! So they took it and brought it. Are you there? Look at the judgment in verse 424. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his asses, his sheep, his tent, and everything that they had, and brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? The Lord shall trouble you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones, burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones and raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day so that the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Are you there? Hmm. Let's continue. Joshua chapter 8 and verse 1. After a quiet time, cry, it be one year. The Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with you. Arise, go to I. I have given you the land, etc., etc. Verse 3. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against I. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away into the night and commanded them saying behold you will lie in wait against the city even behind the city don't go far etc etc hmm. are you here you see this is a very interesting story because of two or three or four things somebody in this um, place had done something they started the war and they felt that, oh, it's not really a problem. Are you with me? So let's send two or three thousand people. When they sent the two or three thousand people, they were beaten thoroughly. So they came back to ask God, what have we done? What is the problem? And the Lord said, I wasn't with you. And I wasn't with you because of what has gone on. So they found Achan, who was the one. This is the part that we like because we like the fact that oh the reason why the family is not doing well is because of one uncle one auntie one witch one what grandma one unfortunate individual 
an agreement or something. It is true. It is true. You see, this issue with Ikan was true. So they dealt with him. But when we went to chapter 8, I have a question for you. If it was only Ikan, why did Joshua not just again find 2,000 people or 3,000 people and send them to go back to the land? Can you not see that it was because there was another factor? You are quiet. Because some of us, you see, it's nice to like spiritual things. But when you finish liking spiritual things, don't add foolishness. Don't add stupidity. Let your brain work. Yeah. So you will see that in our churches, we like, what, what do we like? Miracles. What again? Prophecy. Deliverance. Some of you are quiet. What again? Testimonies. We like those things. We like the spiritual. We like the spooky. We love the spooky. But don't be a fool. When you have finished dealing with Achan, count the number of men of war you have. Send all of them to the war. Or you don't see. I'm asking you the question again. Why didn't he just count 2,000, 3,000 again? Remember, the people who went to spy the place said that all we need is 2,000, 3,000. You can see that they were also wrong. It was not true. That quite apart from the spiritual dimensions, there was also a dimension where the mind has got to work. The Bible says of Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I believe around verse 24, that Jesus was the power and the wisdom of God. You can't just stay with the power. And that is what we have done. As a church, generally speaking in the country, we like power things. But we don't look, we use wisdom. The mind is on leave. The mind is on leave. Hey. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, both are there. So don't just tell me that I am believing God for healing. You see, your healing may come now. If it comes now, you are free. You are blessed. If it does not come now, wisdom, go and see a doctor. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Take the medicine. Take the medicine. Take the medicine. It is not a negating of the power. Because you see, the medicine is only conditioning, helping your body to do something. Honestly speaking, if God still does not intervene, you can take the medicine and it won't work. Yeah. You see, many years ago, we were part of a certain fellowship and one of our guys had a knee um, injury, a knee situation. And we prayed. Oh, he said he needed surgery. We prayed. We prayed the prayer wasn't working. And we said, we are people of faith. When we pray, we believe that we answered. So after one such prayer time, then the guy said, you know, I think I am the reason why this prayer has not been answered. And then we said, why? Then he said, you know, my faith is that I will do the operation and I will heal fast. I don't think I have faith that the healing will just come. 
So we changed our prayer. Because the guy searched his heart. Truth, the truth will set you free. The guy realized that his faith was not standing up when he thinks about the Lord just touching that knee and healing it. Are you with me? Now, he had been told that when he goes to do the operation, that he would be unable to stand for six weeks. And after the six weeks, he will now start physio. And after three months, he will now be able to. Are you there? But what was his faith? That they would do. Within one week, he was on his feet. Within two weeks, he was on his crutches. Within three weeks, the crutches were down. Within three and a half weeks over, the guy was moving. As if, yeah. He had taken the truth. Are you there? He had, the truth was that he, his faith didn't reach somewhere. I still believe in the power of God to make a difference. But I need this something. So don't just come and be screaming about Achan. We are going to have a prayer meeting. We are going to pray over church growth. Hey, we will pray, I'm telling you. So hear me first, that we are about to start praying well. Yeah. Because some of you, when we wake you up for watch and pray, you don't get up. Yeah. You don't get up. Ask your neighbor, you're not one of them. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> some of you too, you are saying that, you see, we are into the Friday prayer that we have after church. Let me tell you something. The Friday prayer after church, after work, let me tell you something is that it's not, you are not serious. Because Friday is your most tired time of the week. You can't tell me it is your most effective prayer time. You can't tell me that. Just face the truth. Me, I've told you myself, me, I do what I see my father do. I see that my father, he's into the all night. He's arranging groups. All night. All night. I'm arranging my church. We will do the all night. So if you are from ADRC, you are here, just be ready that when it is your day, your center is on duty, your basanta is on duty, your whatever is on duty, you get up and you do your all night. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. Friday, I've come to pray to you. Listen, the Friday two hour prayer. The truth of the matter. 30 minutes. You spend it just trying to drink water. Brother, stop chatting while I'm talking before I finish you. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. Please, when the word of God is going on, it's not your chatting time. Just get it straight. I told you that you are here for training as well. Uh -huh. That's why we make sure that there are breaks. Every break, chat. Oh, you don't see me here chatting. Chat. Every break. <laughs> Amen. So the truth of the matter is that Friday prayer is a problem. But you have held it like a religion. When we came onto our campus, it was Friday prayer that was going on. So Friday said, okay, you students, you better be saying amen because it's true about you. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? Okay. So now I'm showing you something else. And I'm saying to you, fine, we have Friday prayer. But our father is the one we are following. And he's doing something else. You would do well to start to copy what he is doing. Yeah. Because you will see that you end up praying a lot more. Those of you who came for the bothered to come for the prayer camp, did you pray more or less? So as you have seen that your father has done a prayer camp, you too, when you get back to your campus, organize a prayer camp. You may not have 
a week because lectures are going on. But you have a lot of things. You can ask my people. 36 hours prayer, is it not a, a prayer camp? Yeah. We'll do 36 hours prayer. We start Friday, 6 a.m. Claim we have started. And we will pray Friday morning, 6 a.m. Friday night is going on. Saturday is going on. We end Saturday, 6 p.m. That's what we can do. We are not able to do the whole week because people are doing lectures. But at least this one, follow what you see being done. Because there is power, but there's also wisdom. And the two must go hand in hand. Jesus taught us, I do what I see my father do. So stop being stuck to the letter. The Bible says that the letter killeth. It is the spirit that giveth life. Now that I'm dying in your number, have you seen that you're quiet? Oh, we are changing. Ah, Papa. It's not, is it a problem for us? It cannot be a problem. It's not a problem. No. We are not religious. You see, the Friday prayer meeting had a genesis. I beg you, don't go back and say, hmm. They said that those of us who are doing Friday, we are not serious and we are serious. You better be very careful. Please be careful. Be careful. Uh-huh. But I'm teaching you something. And I'm saying to you that there's also a certain wisdom. Yeah. When we used to do those Friday night prayer meetings, eh, life has changed so much since then. Since the invention of that Friday night. Life has changed. What time do you get home after work? Friday. By around what time will you get home? By nine o'clock. Friday prayer meeting. Oh, you don't get my point. So as people have graduated into work, and the cities have become so tight and so difficult and moving from one place to another, even on the campuses. We have campuses where it used to be that by a certain hour, all lectures are over. Is it like that today? Your place, you have seen people closing at what time? 7pm. You, you have uh, church leader, you said that only 5pm to 7pm prayer. All those who finish at that time, they're out. They can come. They can come. You are doing what? You are closing at 9 p.m. Ah. 9 p.m. So if after 9 p.m. you are now coming to do two hours of prayer. You, be, be real. The truth of the matter is that either you will never go or when you go, you go and stand there. You know, you have gone to just rubber stamp but if you really want to pray then you see that these other formats that our father has brought are helps yeah they are helps they are helps if you really want to pray if you don't want to pray then I'm saying that look just do the two nine five to seven so that we can take it on the thing that the prayer we have prayed it uh, religious something when this guy came back after the defeat that they had he now came and did a proper strategy. Every single place where you see a war in the Bible, the Old Testament, is a sign of a spiritual battle that has been fought. And they said, send only some 2,000 prayer warriors. When he finished, he said, no, 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 no. Even though we have removed Ekane, everybody in this church, everybody is going to pray. Everybody, there will be a prayer type you can do. Everybody. Hey, all of us, 30,000, all of us, everybody. Are you understanding it? 
Come to your neighbor and say, that's for praying there. We will pray. We will pray. We will pray. Hey. We will pray. Every campus that is here, I am sentencing you to a prayer camp this semester. Find a place and put it. Yeah. Because the prayer camp, you didn't come. Mm. Those who came to a prayer camp, please lift your hand, let me see. Look at it. Not even 50%. The back there, they are even sitting down. They can't get up to I will see. Yeah. Less than 50%. For different reasons. At the time, people were at home and we had all your home reasons. No problem. I'm also applying wisdom that now you have come to school. So now you can't say, my mother say, my father say. No, you can't say. Yeah. And so those of you in charge of the campuses, please, when you are doing the prayer camp, you too set a time that people can come. Don't set an unreasonable time. Set a reasonable time and go and let it be done. Amen. Hey, the church has become quiet again on me. What I'm saying, is it true or is not true? Achan was dead though. Achan was dead. The spiritual reason for the defeat was dead. But there was now a place and a time. We still, you see, they still had to go to war in spite of the fact that the curse is broken. You still have to pray in spite of the fact that you've given your life to Christ. In spite of the fact that a deliverance has happened. In spite of the fact that a certain anointing has come. Whatever your situation, that has happened. But now, you get up and pray. There is a war ahead of us. There are campuses we have to take. We cannot take them on our own. We cannot take them just by talking. We cannot take them just by dancing. We cannot take them just by sitting. We cannot take them just by knocking doors. We cannot take them like that. It's now a war. It's now a war. Yeah. Those of you who are coming to Boogie King next week, you have thought that it's only dancing. My church has been in prayer already for two weeks. Cry. Prayer shadow. Yeah. And when they do the prayer, they have to count the number who woke up and prayed. And send it and said, my center, eight woke up. One day I got up, I saw it, I put on the page, two few of your people are praying. Wake up more of them. Because to you, it's about what? Show, show? Show, uh-huh. To me, it's not show, show, show. It is that as we have done the show, 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 an unbeliever walking around who says, I like such things. I like such things. He'll step in. And as he steps in, he must be converted. Yeah. To me, it's an evangelistic look. If you see the way the program is, is planned, you would think that we are unbelievers planning a program. But it is because Paul gave us an instruction. And we are copying what our father did. All things. all things to all men all that we shall by all means save some. Save some. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? Are you going to pray? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, Ekan is dead, mom. <laughs> but <laughs> we are now going to the war. We are now going to war. Yeah. We are now going. We are taking everybody. That's what we see our father do. Me, I've not seen him do a prayer that he says that it's only for this guy. No, no, no. The prayer, everybody. Prayer come, come and see people. Somebody told me that her longest prayer time in her life was one hour. And she came back and she said to me that me, I have prayed seven hours today, me. Mm. Look, how she was admiring herself and she was shocked. Eh? She said, she said, me. Me. 
I prayed seven hours. But if you are first lover, seven hours cannot be more than you. Because the father that we are following, that's how he prays. He prays in days. And you? In days. Hey. You are feeling anointed just because you have done your quiet time. <laughs> hey. Small revy that you have had. You have caught one revelation, one small revelation, one sentence. So I said, hey, I'm anointed. Look, let's be serious. Hallelujah. Are you with me? And so that's why I'm talking to you about the measuring. Because that prayer you are doing, you need to measure it. You need to measure it. You need to measure it. Is it not our father who has taught us you pray with the clock? You pray with the clock. Counting. How many hours have I done? And tell the truth, though. If you slept part of the time, no problem. Get up and continue. No, it's true. I'm <laughs> you see, it's because you don't do the long prayer. That's why you don't know that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. But if you really do the long prayer, you even see that. I remember one of my daughters, my spiritual daughters outside, she sent me a text. Mommy, I'm on a retreat. I want to know what you do when you go on a retreat. And I asked her, you really want to know? She said, yes. I said, hey, I put number one, sleep. No, because most of the time, when I'm on a retreat, I'm tired. But I've come and I want to pray. I want to pray. So the first thing I do when I get there, I'll actually close my eyes and sleep. Usually after about some 45 minutes, one hour, I wake up and challenge. Yes, that, yeah, that's why I came. Yeah. Other times, I may get there. I'm not so tired. I start praying. After a point, I realize that, Charlie, look, the last 20 minutes, I don't know where it went. I said, no problem, no problem, no problem. Yeah, I don't know where it went. I'll actually shut everything and I'll actually just. When I get up, uh -huh, now we can keep going. Yeah, now we can keep going. Now we can keep going. Are you there? measure it you see sit down you see the reason why I'm taking so much time with this is because the lack of measuring is affecting people some of you whose grades are not good if you try to measure the number of hours you are studying right there you see a change right there right there when you realize, not knowing that as you say I'm learning, I'm tired, not knowing that it was 45 minutes learning you were doing. Ah. But when you have now set yourself in this church as exams are coming, we start learning three hours a day. Then we go up to five hours a day. Then we go up to seven hours a day. By the exam time, we're doing ten hours a day. You see, by that time, you know that you have learned. Not this, your one, two hours you are doing there, you walk and go and get watch it, you come back, you come and sit down there. You see, your books are at the place, so you are imagining that you are learning. Not when you really now come and calculate it. You realize that ah, I've been in school for a long time. <laughs> are you there? Then your friend will come and talk. And those of you who learn listening to music, you need to lengthen the hours. Because your concentration is not much. 
I didn't say don't listen. I'm just telling that increase the hours. Are you in the church? Are you going to measure? Because when you start measuring, a lot of things will change. Some of you who are depressed about your basenta, measure the amount of time you use listening to messages. Not just playing the message as you are walking around doing things in the room. Please, that one is just background. No, no, I said, how much listening did you do? You tell me that you were listening to the podcast. You had put the podcast, podcast on and it played through. You only had one testimony. You don't know the message. You don't know the scripture. You don't know what was where. You don't know NATO. Let's be serious. Please, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Measure the actual thing and see whether it is actually as you say it is. Measure it. The church is quiet. I mean, look at Joshua. I, I, am, I am very surprised at him. Because look at the way they measured. They measured that they sent 3,036 died. Even the ones that died, they measured. They counted. Yeah. Look at him. After they said all the people of war, which they knew the number already, they should go on the war. Then they now came and separated 30,000 of them to go and do another special job. Yeah. The man was counting. He knew. Verse 12. And he took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai. Are you seeing it? It was not a random thing, oh. It's not a random thing. A lot of our outreach is random. You don't really know how many people have gone. Oh. Now you are quiet because I've come home. If I ask you how many of your people actually went on outreach, not those who went on visitation, The church has become quiet again. Can you not see what I'm showing you here? The guy had all his people. The rest went on the station. Some 5,000. He said, we are going to go to war right here between Bethel and I. We are laying ambush right here. We are going to this hostel. Some of you, you have not done outreach in every, in every hostel. You are now quiet on me again. When is Sunny Pone? I am dialing numbers, man. Yeah. You have not done that. You say that, oh, we have covered all here. We have covered all there. It's not true. It's not true. Tell anybody, at least tell the truth. And look at it and say, where are we as a church on this campus? Where are we? If the campus has 10,000 people and we are 40, we must know that we are insignificant. We must know. It's not a problem. Once you know, you will now start working your way. But when you start to say we are as important as any other church, even your measure is wrong. Yeah, because in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> and that is why from today, if you don't fill your forms, you will have a direct problem with me. Direct, 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 direct. Because in this church, we measure we want to know where we are. Yeah. When our father says that, I want to have 10,000 children, he's talking about 10,000 physical people in the room where he is. He's not talking about campus here, campus there, registered people. No. 
Seven types of counting. Counting number one. Type one counting. This is the number of human beings physically present at a particular meeting. Usually that's the one we are interested in. This is the best of them all. Yeah. This is the best of them all. So when we ask you how many people are in your church, this is what we are asking you for. <laughs> physically present. You have funny answers. Oh, if everybody had come to church today. Have you ever seen everybody come to church eh, 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 before? Let's be serious. Let's be serious. <laughs> number two. The total number of people on the church register. That's what many people give as their membership. You know, and you must have a record. You must have a register of people who've come to your church. Not because somebody is saying it, but because you need it. You need it. A church register. From time to time, you go and visit everybody. Call everybody. You'll be surprised that some people have just fallen out. They are sitting in their room. If you call, they will come. Yeah, if you call, they will come. Are you there? Type 3 counting. This is when there's a program. And then they have a cumulative count. In a way, it's something that is often used for um, crusades and things like that. But you see, it is misleading. Because if we want to say that cumulative count of this meeting, then we have had about 2,000 people here. But you and I know that's not true. Because you add from today to, I mean, yesterday, Thursday. Are you there? Cumulative count. But many of the times, it's the same people. Yeah. Type 4 count. This is where the seating capacity of the building is used to estimate those who have come. The seating capacity. Sometimes it's all you can do. This one is what a lot of the very large churches do. Because the church is very big. Are you there? The church is very big. And they've put 50,000 chairs there. And so they've decided that if all the chairs are full, that's 50,000. Are you seeing it? But you, please, you're 25. You can count every head. You're 50. You can count every head. Don't count the chairs. You're 100. You can count. You're 65. You can count. You're 1,000. You can count. <laughs> Amen. Type 5 counting. This is when pastors give a rough estimate. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Type 6. Wild and unreasonable guessing. <laughs> a lot of people just give an estimate of their church. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, that's a guess. And the guess is never accurate. So if I come and I ask you how many people are in your choir? Oh, we are about a hundred. But the church itself is not hundred. So you... <laughs> and even if the church is hundred, it's not everybody in the church who is a member of the choir. So this wild estimate there, it really will not work. <laughs> type 7 count. Don't worry. That's for type 7. You can forget it. There are some people, they will look in the city and then when they say the largest church is this number, then they will put a bigger one than that. Amen. I need you to understand that numbering was and measuring was something that was done in the Old Testament a lot. Yeah. It was very important. And it's very important that you should know the numbers of every single meeting that you have. Every meeting. 
is very, uh, what do you call it? It will educate you. Amen. So when you see that the number of basenta leaders you have had is the same for the whole semester, you must say to yourself that we are not serious. The number of centers is the same the whole semester. Ah, are you a growing organism or you are not? Everything must grow. It must grow all the time. It cannot be standing still. Hey. You are quiet on me again. Are you there? Yeah. You must, no number should stay the same. The choir every day, 25. 25. 25. You cry as the leader, you're not tired. Are you seeing it? So when you see that, you see, because you have been counting, and you must have your own record. Some of you, you do it, it's like, so that when they ask, you don't know that it's for you first and foremost. Are you in the house? Yeah. So that figure that's always the same must say to you that, hey, we have stopped growing. And anything that has stopped growing has begun to die. Yeah. Have you not noticed that even when you see a 90-year-old man, his hair is still growing, fingernails are still growing? Something grows all the time. Even though he may have stopped growth in height, something is still growing. Something is still growing. So for you to be an organism within the body of Christ and you have stopped growing, it's a very dangerous thing. It means you have begun to die. Hmm. Wow. Are you in the church or? I'm just wondering why you are, you are, you are so quiet. But let us look at a few dangers of counting. <laughs> the first danger is the pressure to impress to lie or to exaggerate. One of my first shocks when I became a first love pastor was the amount of lying young people do. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Satan is the father of lies. And when you lie, you invite him to make him your child. Make you his child. Are you seeing it? So, it never don't do things to impress people. Do things because this is the truth. This is how it is. Are you there? And that's why I keep on, I thank God. You see, some of you, when I refer to our father, then you say, that, but what is this? Why are you always referring to him? Hey, is it not Jesus that we are following? Have you asked Jesus how he had his quiet time? Can he tell you what he was doing? You have only the few words in the Bible. So he knows that and that's why he always gives us somebody after his own heart who we can physically see. And it is done for our benefit. It's done for our benefit. That's why many, many places in the Bible you will see that God is talking and he puts a man in the middle. Doesn't even make sense to us. But that's what he does. I don't want to go and preach another message. It's also another message. But I can give you an example or two. You see. One day, Abraham and Sarah were on their way. If I let me know, let me use the example of Moses first. Moses was minding his own business, walking on the backside of the desert. Then he has the burning bush experience. Please, these people handling the, this one, if you don't find it, trouble. 
because by Exodus 3 we should be there ah. are you here he was walking around and the Bible says that he saw a bush next one next verse Moses said I'll turn aside to see what it is verse 4 when he turned aside the Lord called him verse 5 and then he told him that it's holy ground verse 6 then he told him I am the God of your father the God of Abraham God of Isaac God of Jacob 7 read 7 well the Lord said I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters I know their sorrows continue and I have come down to deliver them who has come down who has come down? Okay. I have come down. So God said, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land unto a good land, large, flowing with milk and honey, etc. Verse 9. Verse 9. Now therefore behold, the cry has come unto me. I have also seen the oppression. Verse 10. Are you reading verse 10? Come now therefore and I will send you. I thought God said he has come. Ah, you didn't read it with me. Did you see it? Did you see it? So he said I have come down. I God, I have come down. Why? My people are oppressed. I've seen their oppression. So my expectation is that, do you think God can do what he wants to do? But Look. Come now, therefore, and I will send. Therefore, meaning, therefore, meaning because of what I have said before. Because I, God, I have come down to come and save the people. You, Moses, go. What would have happened if the children of Israel had said, No, 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 no. Look, we are, look, we are the children of Israel. God is our Father. We are waiting for Him to deliver us. Is that not what some of you do? When your pastor is talking, you say that me, dear, I don't have any problem with God. It's these pastors and chief elders and people who they have put there, they are the ones I have problems with. I don't understand why they say we should follow this man. We say that he's our prophet. Oh, he's a good man. He preaches and everything, but I don't see why. You are like an Israelite. Who has a Moses? And you say, I won't go. I don't understand. I'm waiting for God. Wait, let's go to Abraham and King. Abraham and Sarah were walking and they got to a place. Please give me my king's name. Abimelech. And Abraham said that the way it is, Sarah, say that you are my sister. Say that you are my sister. Otherwise, they'll kill me. True, true. Ah, but who is finding the scriptures? I'm giving you the word Abimelech. If you go there, it will bring up the verses. Let's go into search. There it is. And Abraham said of Sarah, she is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerah sent and took Sarah. You see, he knew that Sarah was a beautiful woman. And much as he was a man of God, before he was a man of God, he was a man. He was afraid. So he said, say that you are my sister. Verse continue. 
But God came to Abimelech in the dream by night. Say, you are a dead man. You are dead. You are dead because you have gone for somebody's wife. So Abimelech said, I'm begging, please, I didn't know. Continue, continue. Continue. Verse 5. Say, oh, but isn't he the one who said, she's my sister? I said, please, I, look, I'm innocent. I've not done anything. Verse 6. Verse 6. Then God said to him, I know that you have, I mean, you thought that she was available. That's why I've also not done anything to you. Verse 7. Now therefore, restore the man to his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for you, and you will live. For me, this is the one I don't understand at all. Because God was talking to the man directly, directly, direct, direct, direct. Then he told him, please, where's my diagram? Seto, where are you? It's always my diagram when I'm preaching on this one. Please, you like to be who? Who should we call an ad? I need Abraham. I need an Abraham. An Abraham should arrive. Okay, Abraham has come. Are you here? Just because I'm holding the microphone, allow me to impersonate God. God, forgive me. I'm having a conversation with this man. Is the conversation not direct? Is it not direct, direct? I say, you have not tried. Hey, now, Jomo, please come. She has to be Sarah today. Just. <laughs> so, the guy has come for Sarah. Then, <laughs> God to, hey, it's somebody's wife. Return her to her husband. Return her. So, she has come back to Abraham. This is the part I don't understand because I'm talking to you. You could have told me that I should forgive you. Oh, are you reading the scripture well? He said, go to the man so that this man, he will pray to me about you. And if he prays, you will live. If he doesn't pray, you will live. I thought you said you don't need your pastor. I thought you said you're the God direct. I thought you said that you're the only one Jesus says to you that you can hear. Hey! Look at this one who is the Lord himself. The Bible says he was talking to Abimelech in a dream. The man was having visions and dreams. He was even more anointed than you. He and God could have sorted out the issue. And yet, he told him, go to the guy. He put a man in between him. Learn it and learn it well. For reasons that we do not know. Reasons that we do not understand. When it comes to the affairs of man, God always seems to take another man and put him there. Even when it doesn't seem needed. Because to me, this is not needed. Were they not having a conversation? If, if we take... Do we have a dialogue? Dialogue self. Have you dialogued with the Lord? Have you dialogued in your prayer time? Hey, let's be serious. You see, the Moses one, I can understand because I'd have said that, okay, God would have had to deal with a whole large population of people, their number, and all that. Some people will not hear him, so he needed a human. What about this one? Where he was talking to one person. One man of God, the man too, was talking back to him. So we could have just sorted the issue out. 
one on one. But, and God told him, oh, there is a pastor there, there's a prophet there, there's a prophet. You'll be there saying that, that's what this is our prophet. I don't know why they are saying we should be listening to him, we should be here, be there. But look at what he said, oh. He shall pray for you and you shall live. I don't understand. It means what? If he does not pray for you, you will not live. And some of you spiritually, your dying is because you have refused a certain word, a certain hand, a certain message, a certain anointing from the set man of God upon you. Yeah. Are you here or you have traveled? Are you understanding what I'm saying or you have not understood it? Some of you, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. It's very important for you to understand it. It's very, very important for you to know who the prophet of this church is. So, mommy, could you not have preached? You see, if I knew who you were, the slaps you collected. You are the one who has a problem. I don't have a problem at all. I know that where I am standing, my prophet has placed me here. In March, I'm going to Tumu. When I stand there, I'll tell you, please, as I'm standing here, I'm standing here. My father has sent me with a message to you. I don't have anything to say. Ah, I would have been relaxing in my house. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. There is no message I have stood here to share with you that I can't show you the source. There's none. This thing, only that mine is pink. My father had one. It was in the great hall. It was white and gray and black and something. I said, just last week, no. I was looking at the banner. I said, I was going to ask daddy, daddy, by your banner, can I have it? I said, don't go and cause trouble. We are first love. We like colors. Yeah. I've also made my part. We have put it here. Are you there? Understand it because some of you are not doing well and this is the reason why you are not doing well. You don't understand that it is God's choice. He has decided that when it comes to the affairs of man, he will put another man there. Why has he decided? Hey, please, am I God? I don't know. And I can give you a... Oh. He wants more examples. Huh. That's why I said, don't deviate my message. So let me take you to New, New Testament because the way you are. Oh, but everything. Let me ask you a question. Why did Jesus go to be baptized by John the Baptist? Why? John the Baptist himself was shivering. I said, hey! Because John the Baptist knew who he was. Say, please, as we are here, you rather should be praying for me because I know that you are the son of God who has come down. But Jesus knew what I'm saying to you. That insofar as he has caused himself to become a man. Wait, let's read scripture. Allow me to read scripture because the way some of you are, you think you know so much. Meanwhile, you have achieved so little. I thank God that by the grace of God you are still young so you can change mm. you can change huh. oh hey the scripture when he cried are you there I'm preaching it wow yeah I just want to show you something because the way it is, you know. Tell anybody the way it is. 
and tell the neighbor the way you are. Because this one is not part of my message. I want to believe that God knows you need it. Mm-hmm. I just want to show you something. Okay, let's take it in Matthew. I was trying to find it somewhere else, but it's not working for me. Matthew chapter 3. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan and to John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be no, to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Many times we know and we associate the beginning of the, the ministry of Jesus Christ with the coming of the Holy Spirit. And it's so true. He had walked on the earth so many years. He had been on earth 30 years. He had not done any miracles. We didn't see him doing much. Then the Holy Ghost comes upon him and suddenly he's there preaching because no one then other things begin to happen. Are you here with me? Listen, if you guys are going to chat, you better go back. But listen, I want to say something to you. Before the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus Christ, Jesus had to leave where he was, walk to John the Baptist church in the desert, and ask John the Baptist to baptize him. It is only after the baptism he went to the person who was the set man of God at the time. It is only after he went there that the Holy Ghost came. I want you to understand that his association and that contact with John the Baptist was the spark that needed to open the door before the Holy Ghost came. Otherwise, it will not be here in the Bible. And I'm saying to you that Jesus knew something you and I don't know. And we probably don't want to accept. And that is that when you decide to become a man in the affairs of man, God chooses another man to enter inside. Why? I don't know. But as you look at you can't you can't see it in the Bible. I still have some unbelievers. I'll give you one more New Testament. Oh yeah. I have I, I must I must defeat that demonic mind you have there. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Sit down so everybody can see. Acts chapter 9. Let us go to the story of the conversion of um, Apostle, um, Saul to Apostle Paul. Verse 1 says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings of snort and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the, Holy, to the high priest. Verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth. What verse am I? Verse 4. Are you there? Good. So he fell to the earth. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? The next scripture. Next verse. What did he say? 
Who art thou, Lord? He knew that he was a heavy being, but look at the answer. And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Please, unless you want to tell me that Jesus tells lies. Tells lies. Does Jesus lie? So when he said, I am Jesus, who was he? Okay. I am Jesus who you are persecuting. Verse 6. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Now look at it and pay attention. No, go back to verse 6. Arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. <laughs> it must be told thee by who? By who? Is it not Jesus he was talking to? Why are you not already speaking to Jesus? It's life. This one, this one is not a dream. This one is not a dream. It's, it's life. <laughs> are you here? Oh, you didn't read the thing well. Why did Jesus not tell him that? One, two, three, four. Please, the cinema is now about to start. Let's continue. If you like Sini, this is also our Sini. Verse 7. The man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no man. So they didn't see anything, but it was Paul he was dealing with. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. They led him by his hand and brought him into Damascus. He was there three days without sight. And neither did he eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, arise and go into the street which is called Straight. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. And had seen in the vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Wait. I need a, a Paul. I need a Saul who is about to become. Uh, please, it's me and this man. We're always traveling together. He knows what I want to do. So here he is. The Lord has knocked him. He doesn't have eyes. He said, Look, what will you do? He said, just said, Please go up and sit on the top there. Just be there. <laughs> I need you to understand that he had been talking to the Lord Jesus. So don't forget those of you anointed, spiritually proud brothers who say that me, dear, I talk to God. I hear from him directly. I don't have a problem with you. He too, he was hearing from him directly. After putting him there, the Lord did not reappear to come and say, Here are your eyes. Oh. No. The Lord went into the town to somebody who had nothing to do with this business. Who knew nothing about this. And the Lord now went to that guy to now go and start telling him stories and things. Look, there's a certain man eh? He is living in the house of Zion the town on the street called Street. I have removed his eyes eh? So you go there and, uh, and by the way before sending you, I visited him in a vision. All this work, all this work. Oh, did you want to tell me that Jesus Christ could not have restored the eyes of uh, the man right there? Huh. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. But he went to the guy. Now, 
after Damascus, oh wait, he has given him vision that somebody called Ananias is coming to lay hands. Look at all the work. I said, look at all the work. He said, hey. So I have told him hey, that you are coming. So now the man comes. Hey, let me ask you. If this man had decided that, look, on the road to Damascus, I was talking to Jesus Christ himself. If my eyes are to be open, the same Jesus Christ who locked my eye will come. But in the affairs of a man, for reasons we don't understand, God chooses another man. And says, go there. Go and lay your eyes on the man for his eyes to be open. That's all. It's over. Finish. What would have happened if when Ananias got there, the man has said, hey, please, I have been talking with, I know my God. Oh. I've been talking with my God. I read direct, mouth to mouth. You, you have come from where to say what? That's exactly how you are. We have also been sent a prophet in whom resides the spirit of God. We can hear the word that is being taught. Jesus was the one who taught us. I said, if even you don't believe eh, because of the works alone, believe. So for the very way, if you like, don't believe anything, but look at the works. And by the time you finish seeing the works, you will understand that the person who has been sent to you is no me man. And God has sent him to intervene in your life at this time of your life. And you are sitting there telling me, my mother church, I'm from where? I'm from where? You better be serious. You better be serious. I said, you better be serious. You are becoming like a soul to whom Ananias has been sent. And you say, oh, no, 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 you see. Uh, God, I don't like Ananias. I hear that uh, there's another man there called Peter. I like the Peter. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, I want Peter to come and lay hands. But listen, Peter has not heard what Ananias has heard. Please. He has not heard what Ananias has heard. Let me ask you a question. Were we all not there when Bishop Dag was in the Kodesh and when he was in charge of everything going on? Were we all not there? Where on a word that God said to him, God told him, go back to your first love. Say, what was my first love? My first love was when I was looking for young people on the campus. I'm going back. At that time, God knew that you would be on the campus at this time. And he sent him as your set man of God for this time of your life. Stop giving me stupid reasons why you can't be there, why you can't join. You are as foolish as this man would have been if he said that I will not accept the hands of Ananias. God did not come to Peter that day to talk to Peter. Peter was a man of God. He was an apostle, I tell you. He had walked with Jesus every single day. He had been with him. But God did not tell Peter that there's a man dead. Go and lay his, your hands on him. It was an Ananias who up until this point, we don't even know him. Up until, do you know Ananias in the Bible before this? Do we even know him as? It's from here going that we now know that oh, in the Acts of the Apostles, some Ananias is... But till that point, we didn't know. So when you come and tell me 
that my pastor who brought me up from the age of five until I've reached here, he has said this and this and this and this. Thou art a man who lacketh understanding. And that's why I think I have deviated into this message this morning. Let, let, your, let your sense come home. As you were coming into the dangerous world of a university, God knew you were coming and sent before you and sent before you I said he sent before you somebody who would be there the things he teaches us has your prophet taught you them allow me to talk it may be like a yeah I'm just asking you a question because I don't understand some of the things I hear that's why I'm saying that for the very work's sake for the very work's sake, where you are from, and I mean, in, I include you, D. Where you are from, have you seen any of the works that our father does? Have you seen them in that dimension? Then I beg you, don't start. Yeah. You may be offended. I don't mind. I don't mind. No, no, no. Sometimes when you see some things, you must shut up and open your eyes and look and understand something my husband is a bona fide bishop yeah somebody who has works following him everywhere he goes church buildings come he can show you a place when we landed in Tamale there was no they did, had never heard the name lighthouse chapel before they used to call us white chapel something chapel they never knew anything and this man is there he is a teacher of the word loves the word of God. He can teach you when you cry. And if such a man has got sons and releases those sons and says, Bishop Dag is preaching. By the way, the sons are in the same town in which he has his church now. It does not occur to you. Eh? One even lives near where he's here. Same building. The other one lives in his house and eats his food. You should begin to wonder why that bishop has not said, come on, you guys. I need to see every Sunday. Look, do you think it is because he doesn't need keyboard? I'm trying to, I'm trying to say to you that if even you will not understand spiritual things, there must be a reason why such a man will send the sons that he needs in his church and say, look, Bishop Dark is dead. He's doing something with young people. Who, go there, go, go there, go there. Wait, I'm coming. Go there, go there. This man is his drummer. He was playing drums when he came to first year. He won't even ask him holiday return. Be there. We don't know what's going. Be there. Be there. The guy has finished school. He's still here. Uh, please come here. You, they think you started singing here. This guy. This one of his main lead choristers. He too. <laughs> he too school brought him please has he ever called you to demand that my friend return his house is near the church the guy is closer his house is closer to Bantama the guy, hey, look something is happening there even during vacations we have to travel all the way to IDRC just to be yes and it's a journey. You have to know that it's because the man has seen something. And it's an anointed man who has seen something. Then you with your four eyes. Thank you. Yeah. 
Wait, I'm coming. Before I start myself. At least by the grace of God, small anointings on my head. My husband knows that when I was in his church, any ministry that was there, mine will be the largest. Oh, cry. 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 I had them. Look, if they say, go and uh, what? It was ministry meetings we used to have. Choir, this, this, this. My, my ministry, women died with direction. We were the largest. We were so large that at a point I had to split it and give it to this, my daughter, and say, This half is called the daughters of destiny. Don't even start. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. When he gave me white church, they add the numbers of the white church to the attendance of the church. Yeah. When we come, end of the day, when I add my figure, pew, then the thing will jump. I say, Yeah. I've done my part. I am also under him. The Bible tells me to submit to my own husband. So therefore, comma, why has he not told me that, look, we are in lighthouse. We are going over there. You think I'm standing on this stage by my hands? When we arrived in Kumasi, he told me, he said, look, one day, Bishop Dad will be looking for the young people in Kumasi. I need you to go and be there. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that if the spiritual expert, this thing doesn't work, then let the let let think about something. Think about something. Just look at it and say something, and stop worrying me with your one pastor with his one church. Some cry not even senior pastor. And I say pastor. No, no, no. I have to kill this UD demon here. I have to kill it. I have to kill it. I have to kill it. Yeah. So for as long as you can expose yourself to this voice, as long as you can expose yourself to this direct anointing, stay there. Stay there. Please, so he hasn't told me to come and tell you. I am telling you this. That if you have any grace cell that is working, stay there. Something is happening to your life. Can you not see that something has happened to your life since you came? Ah. Have you not seen it? Some of you, when you go home, is it not backsliding? You go to backsliding, you come back and we have to wind you again. Jai Sarov, no. Jai Sarov. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. Are you here or you have? Because I get angry when I hear certain comparisons. I get angry. I get angry. When you look at the fruit of this tree and you look at any other tree, including those of us in Judica, oh, please. Ah. Can't you see? And you are in school, but for a while, you don't even know where you'll be going after. So for some of you, it's just for four years, but God knows that in those four years, I need this imparted, I need this placed in you, I need this done, I need this removed, I need this blessing, I need this thing. Just for four years. Because most of you, whatever we do, most of you, we don't see you after you finish. Some of you, even holidays, we don't see you. Yeah. So I don't know why you are creating such a fuss. Over a blessing, I said, please, where is the man? If he had said, he won't accept Ananias. Me, I'm from Peter's church. Me, I'm from Bartholomew's church. Me, I want one from Andrew's church he would have been blind like a bat and everything we know about 
Paul in the Acts of the Apostle would not have come to pass. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better stop that rough day and behave yourself. Yeah. Sit down. Thank you, Seth. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh, they are living cry. Yeah. They are living cry. And when we went to the camp, they said that we should be this royal. You are a fool. You shouldn't be in this university. You are a fool. A fool. I thought I was speaking to intelligent people who can understand things. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, I am sharing this with you because you, with even ordinary spiritual sense, you should have seen it, but you didn't see. So allow me to say it. There are people, there are people. I know a man of God from another church who picks up his daughter and delivers his daughter himself to First Love Center and goes to his church. The man can see that there is something here for young people at this stage. I need my daughter to receive it. Even though I need her in my church. I have a young man coming from another church. He was in our church, working in our church. When he was leaving, his father is a pastor in another church. His father told him to send me a message. That please, anytime there's a camp, please let my son know. He has to still keep coming for the camps. Because the father realized that after coming for the four years, his son had changed. Yeah, and he began to see certain things going on in the church and he wanted to make sure that his son still had access to what Bishop was doing and you. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, mommy, I'll let my pastor call. You're letting your pastor call who? You sort yourself out. I'm not talking to any pastor about anything. It's for you to sort yourself out. It's for you to get up and go and speak something and speak wisdom. He will understand. And then when he doesn't understand, he should call me. That's when we'll set it out. You see, he will not call because he knows every word I'm saying is true. And he knows that he himself as a pastor, if this bishop had not seen him, he wouldn't have been a pastor. But the church that he's pastoring, he is there because of who put him there. Many of us in UD, as we are preaching, we know that there's nobody else who would have ever made us pastors. As we look at ourselves. Oh yeah. They would never have made us pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hmm. Yeah. No, no, I have to say it. Because I believe that you are a generation. Eh? The Lord, for some reason, selected you. He picked you out to be part of something which to me is a blessing on our nation. And I believe that if that voice, if you listen and continue to listen, by the time you reach where you are in control of our nation, some small nyansam will begin to work. No, it's true. If you just submit yourself to the voice, yeah, ministries will be born that are different from the ministries today. And lives and businesses will be there that are different. Because if you have even been listening, just here, one thing you will never do is to go for a loan. That alone will change your life. That alone will change. So when you now find yourself in a government seat and they are trying to make you go, you say, I know. We ain't doing this. No, 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 no. This, this, we won't do. If you stay under that voice, even if your father has never built a chicken coop, you will be a builder. 
Because they are anointed to build. So when you come into the place of authority in government, you will begin to build proper things. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. As we are here as a nation, we don't have any real numbers about anything. None of our, all our numbers are estimates. Recently, I was listening to the radio when different regions were carved out. And the, the radio person, as we were coming, she had to quote 2013 statistics for the population in one of the new regions, as we are standing in 2019. Six whole years. Six whole years in which people have been born and people have died. Because we don't measure anything, we don't count anything properly, so we can everything is estimate, so we don't even know how many schools we need, we don't know how many roads, we don't know NATO. But you, 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 because of under this anointing, a certain voice you have heard, when it is your turn, you will stand up and say, I'm the DCE of this town, and I must know the number of human beings here and project what it will be for the next four years and make provision. When you even see the schools, you see that there's no estimate. Even the estimate is not working. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You look at the thing, you will make plans that will make sense based on figures. Just because you were in the church at this time, at this time when a certain anointing was coming over you and when God had gone to wake up somebody and send him back to his first love because of you because of you because of some of you you are from homes that are not working yeah many you are from broken homes you are from this from that some are from homes where a lot of issues never scorn your parents so they didn't have what you are getting but you you are the ones who are liable to judgment because you have heard something different or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying your father didn't know your mother didn't know when she was fighting in her house she didn't know that that's how it would but you you know you are the one who God has woken a prophet up and said go and tell them to say yes please sorry yes please sorry Yes, please. Sorry. And as they are doing it, their marriages are working. It's your generation. So by the time your generation, if we allow the church to be big enough, by the time your generation is getting into a place of a certain significance, our divorce rate will be down, not up. The rest of the world is going up, but not here, not in this Ghana in which we live in it. Because of these young people, I'm trying to let you understand something. Yeah, for such a time like this. Yeah, that's why when I see any young person, I said between the ages of 15, 60, I want to just catch them and throw them into the place where they will hear this voice and hear it and hear it. And by the time you are 40, you are a different human being. Ah! I was almost 39 before I heard for the first time in my life, or 30 something, that I could build a house. It had never occurred to me before. That never occurred to me. <laughs> you are saying, eh. You, you see how strange the thought is to you. Are you getting me? It's such a strange thought. You wonder why would you not be thinking about building a house? Because I'm the generation that grew up, grew up when Ghana had nothing. I'm also the generation that grew up when, you see, our salaries are salaries. Look, the salaries finished before second week. Uh-huh. 
we use up to the fifth, we pay all bills. Uh, there are even those who are working are giving me instructions to say that it's finished by the fifth of the month. So because of that, you know, your mind doesn't go, I mean, to build, you, sh- you know, you have to, hey, when will you gather? When will you save? On top of it, too, if you save, too, the value of the thing is going down. So your 10,000 is not 10,000 this week. That's my generation. I was in my 30s when I heard you can build. You can also build. You can also build. You can also build. Without a loan. You can also build. By wisdom is a house builded. You can build. You, you see, the first few times it's like, oh, please, let's be serious. <laughs> I mean, you are trying to say something so I'll just be happy in life. But you can also build. You saw by the time I was 45, hearing that same voice. Hearing that same voice. Hearing that same voice. I said, hearing that same voice. House number one had arrived. Yeah. Just how many years? Then you, you are listening from when you are 20. Uh, can you not see that if you are serious, by the time you are 28, house one. By the time you are 32, house two. By the time you are 35, house three. By the time you are 50, you have got nine houses. You can actually just retire and live on the proceeds of the houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just receive it if you like such things. Just receive it. Yeah. But you see, it's not just that I receive it all. It's the constant submission to that voice to overcome your natural resistance. You know, there's a natural something there. Or you don't understand what you see. If you turn back now, you look at your family, say, here, there, we don't build. Then you hear the voice again. And then it washes away a little more doubt. Then you hear the voice again. After a while, subconsciously, you start to say, I'll build. I'll build. I'll build. You will be doing national service when you land in a town and you say, hey, I've got my land. Yeah. Yeah. Don't joke with this voice that is coming. Don't joke. Are you understanding me? I said, don't what? Don't joke. Don't joke. (coughs) Some of you, family demons be what? Family demons be what? And they have been affecting people because they didn't know. But as you subject yourself to the voice, you begin to say, I've seen it. And you start to say, it ends with me. You will not pass me. Because of you, your whole family will be free from that thing. Because of you. Yeah. Because of you. You see, when you start to have a sweet marriage and your sister comes quietly with her brother, then you tell her, hey, hey, hey. Say, go back and say, I'm sorry. Go back and say, I'm sorry. And then your sister will say, I won't go, I won't go. Then when things start to shake, he said, I told you, go back and say, you are sorry. Before you are where the marriages in your family are working. If only you allow yourself to stay close to the voice. If only. Yeah. Yeah. You must understand that what I'm saying to you, eh, I don't have one doubt in my mind. Mm. I don't have one doubt. Not one. I said not one. When I even look at a few of the direct words of my father to my husband, and by the way, my husband and I are older than him. Yeah, we finished school before he finished. Don't even bring yourself. But he's our spiritual father. When he says, we do. 
And we have only been blessed. We have only been blessed. Yeah. One day he just called. He said, you know, this is your child. You have to take this child out of the school. At that time, there was no school. <laughs> we didn't ask a question, what's next? We just did what he said. And that move placed the person somewhere. The changes in the life of the person. Oh, come on. I leave him to you. It's to him to tell you the story. Are you here or you have traveled? Yeah. So don't joke with that, this voice. You see, now it, he is the father of the whole of you, but you are the ones who have the direct, direct, direct. Are you getting it? The impartation is so direct. He had to create a whole camp last week to be able to meet some of them. But we, every year, prayer camp, we had already gone. Yeah. The prayer, we just got ourselves, okay, let's go and pray at the mountain. And he came to teach us things I've never heard about prayer. I tell you, I have heard it at the age of 57. You are hearing it at the age of 23, 24, 22, 19, 18. Can you just imagine what's going to happen with your life? Yeah. By the time you are 40, Charlie, you are a dynamo that is doing things. Yeah. Are you here or you have traveled? So I've taken my time to explain it because it's such an important voice in your life for you now. Don't joke. Don't joke. Don't what? Don't joke. And that voice is coming to you through the first love churches. Be there. Be inside. Because certain things, you don't hear them until you are inside. Yeah. Yeah. The closer you work, you are, the more things you hear. The further you are, the less things you hear. It's, it's just an universal rule. Yeah. There are some of you, I can't say anything to your life. Yeah. Oh, I know anything you say. I say, okay. All right. There are also others who come and say, I'm going to do this, this, this. And I will say to them, you are not doing it. Danny, stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? But later, when you turn and see, you will see that. Something has happened to my life. Amen. So understand which voice you are supposed to listen to now. Understand it. Put your hands together. Take your seat. Take your seat.
Peace. 
be worthy of so what shall a man give in exchange for his soul if you gain the whole world it will not be worthy of so what shall a man give in exchange for his soul a soul is a soul and it's precious to God God is not willing that any should perish He loves everyone and so must we A soul is a soul and it's precious to God A soul is a soul and it's precious to God God is not willing that any should perish He loves everyone and so must we A soul is a soul and it's precious to God Everyone, a soul is a soul, oh, and it's precious to God. God is not willing that any should perish. He loves everyone, and so must we. A soul is a soul, and it's precious to God.